Hey, what's up? This is Ranting with Randy. I'm Randy, and this is a podcast about anything and everything that can drive a sane person stark raving mad. And there's still no coronavirus intro. Uh, I still can't find the my original music. It is somewhere probably on my iMac back at my mom's house in New Jersey uh, on my art table that I miss uh, in New Jersey. Um, and so you're stuck with the intro that I rip from any previous podcast that has it and with my masterful sound editing skills uh, drop into the beginning of this podcast. And that's probably more than you ever wanted to know about the introduction to this podcast. But there you have it. Because what you really want to know about is what Lincoln Mitchell has to say about where we're at post-election, post-inauguration, post-insurrection, and post-have-we-made-it-to-the-light-at-the-end-of-the-tunnel. And you're going to have to listen to find out. Uh, but I suggest getting a headlamp and having a first aid kit and a go bag just in case because it's always good to uh, to be prepared. And so without any further ado and without me continuing to ramble on, because I do that plenty at the end, it's Lincoln. Okay, so we're back. So now now we're on. The mic is hot, Lincoln. It's hot. The mic is hot. It's burning up and mostly it's burning up on fire because there's people like Marjorie Taylor Greene who are, who are like getting positions on the education committee. After stalking David Hogg, who was a survivor of the Parkland massacre, which he thinks is a false flag. I mean, I can't, I understand this whole impeachment thing is going to take a while. And I know, I I don't think there is a chance in hell that Trump gets convicted. Do you want to put in your 27 cents on that? Yeah, I mean, you're right. That's my, that's, that's 26 of my 27 cents. He's... There's no chance he gets convicted, but we should just know that the reason this is taking a while is because the House convicted on November 13th, as you know, and Mitch McConnell, who was then the majority leader, decided he didn't want to bring the Senate back. He didn't want to do that. And that's why we are where we are now. We could have done this while Trump was still in office. We could have kicked him out a day early, you know, if we did it fast enough. But... The but then Schumer, the but then Schumer went on Maddow, and right while Maddow was airing that piece, McConnell was like, okay, I'm not going to contest anything. Go ahead and do what you want to do. The the thing you have to know right now is that in the period leading up to the January 6th insurrection and certainly following that, there was a lot of noise about, oh, the Republican Party civil war. That is a load of crap. There is no Republican Party civil war. This party is fully Trump cult, QAnon, right-wing, disconnected from reality, just preserve the regime, stay out of jail. That is, and the regime being the Republican Party, now they're no longer in power, but that is what that party is about. There is no, there's a handful, one or two maybe, you know, and, and even a Liz Cheney. One or two, they can't even speak up. They're going to. But even, but even the ones who did, they didn't speak out early enough. They didn't speak out. No, I'm enough. with you on that, 100%. But now Matt Gates is going to go and like bitch slap Liz Cheney like he's got nothing better to fucking do? Well, I, well, no, of course, and, and they're all, I mean, you know, the, the thing about Liz Cheney, which is, you know, Wyoming's a long way away, and we don't think about it much, and it's a pretty small state in terms of population, but the Cheneys are like the Kennedys of Wyoming, right? Remember that, Liz, that, that Wyoming has one House seat because it's so small. She has that seat. If they run a Republican primary candidate against her, she could beat that person, or she could win as an independent. So, you so know, it's but, pointless. But are, it's just to, it's just for them to make some noise and distract and add to the clusterfuck of the shit show that they have going on. But it's also it's also a way for a guy like Matt Gates to again signal to Donald Trump, I'm with you 150 percent. With, with him still, where? At the office that he opened somewhere in like Redondo fucking Beach, Florida? 
That is still where they are as a party, yes. This notion that they are divided, there is some kind of anti-Trump sentiment. Yes, I suppose that some of the more mature people in the party realize that Trump is bad news, but they're not doing a damn thing. Yeah, that's true. I agree with you. But they, or they're saying shit like behind the scenes or they're saying it to the people that they have to save face with at the time. And then they're going back and doing whatever the fuck they want, because you could be damn sure that if I said hypothetically, uh, I think the only way to get rid of my, my boss or somebody like that, I don't really like is to put a fucking bullet in their head. They, the FBI would be kicking down my fucking door without a warrant. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, this, this, you know, the, the Marjorie and Keller Greens and the Lauren, was it, Boebert and these kind of people. I mean. Who was on with Ted fact, fucking Nugent, by the way, which was disgusting. I don't know if you saw that oh, little you. clip. Did what? you see Boebert with Ted Nugent on, on Twitter? That was because I'm back with my 97,000th burner account. Thanks to uh, thanks to uh, Chef Wong. But anyway, the, the Boeberts, go ahead. The Boeberts and the Greens and the Madison Cawthorns and the Josh Hawleys. Yeah. I mean, that the Republican Party doesn't have a problem with them being part of the party is all you need to know. There is no, anyone who is not standing up now and saying- Who you know, fires them? The, like what, what ha- like who could theoretically like stand up? Is that Kevin McCarthy could be like, look, you gotta go, like pack your shit, no, you're no, fired? You can't do it like that. No, what you can do is say, we're not giving you a single committee. Or a penny, give, but they stay not, for their appointment. They stay for their entire- yeah, yeah, they're elected by the people. That's disgusting. Now you could pass a censure, but it's very hard to expel somebody from the body. But but you could, but you could say we are going to you know we're going to make it so it's so difficult for you to be here that after two years the voters vote for somebody else. I mean you could do that. But the the, the thing is like, there's no we can't get. I almost did it just then. We can't get pulled into this game of the Republicans have one more chance to blah 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 blah. There's no more chances. There's no more chances. There haven't been for years. This is who they are. The 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 um, the punditry is like fucking Charlie Brown and, 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 and Lucy and the football, right? Oh, no, this is the time where they'll stand up, and then, boom, the football's gone, and Charlie Brown's falling on his tuchus, right? This is what we see over and over and over again. But we're again. all Charlie now Brown. We're up. all Charlie I mean, Brown. No, the, the media is Charlie Brown. The punditries, the people yeah. are saying, now the Republicans are going to do something. The Republicans are never going to fucking do something. So what do we do? So this what do we do for the next two years? They are. So what do we do? It's, because now all these idiots are going to be put on ding-dong. All these ding-dongs are going to end up on these committees, like, making decisions. Well, and Committees don't – I mean, in the House, it, what we do is we make damn sure we never lose control of the House or the Senate. I mean, that's, that's really important because we are we, – we know that particularly with regards to the Senate, we're not based on one person, one vote. The majority of Americans vote for Democrats in the Senate, and you usually get a Republican majority. But there's – we've got to kind of break the political back of this Republican Party. And it is not, and you know, it is not, you know, Trump, I don't know, Wednesday, today's Thursday, maybe Tuesday, Trump floated this idea of um, a MAGA party. Or yeah, the MAGA, party. yeah, the MAGA Patriot you know, Party. All, any Republican who has half a brain in their head, and that might be three or four, but any one of them, they know that Trump is never starting his own political party. He doesn't have the organizational ability to do it, right? But they get scared. And they go back to being whatever what, Trump what says are they, we will do. Are they scared of the 70 million people? that is that what they're really fearful of? Because at this point, I think any blackmail or anything illicit or any PP tapes or anything like that, none of that, none of that, would have like leaked out. Let me let me backtrack because what are they so fucking scared of? Let me backtrack. It's very very hard in politics or life to know what someone is thinking or what their motivations are. I can I can surmise that they are scared of losing a primary. 
I can I can think that they are scared. Some of them get death threats from these Republican MAGA people, and many of them believe it. Many of them are doing this, and it's not just the Marjorie T Taylor Greens, whatever her name is. A lot of them, this is simply who they are. They believe this stuff. That's disgusting. So, you know, and and that's just that is what the Republican Party is, and it is it is a cancer. You know, on, on the, it's more than a cancer. It is. It is the political system has become a cancer on the American society because of the role the Republican Party has played, and and this notion that there's going to be you know somebody fighting for the soul of the Republican that there's no soul of the Republican Party anymore. The fight is over. I mean, you know, the, the people are saying there's a civil war coming in the Republican Party. It's like looking around in 1866 in the United States and saying, I think there's a civil war coming. The civil war is over. Trump won. Period. Wow. He finally won something. He won something. He won this. I mean, this, this has been true since, since he won in 2016. This is his party. Everybody, you know, in the early, in the, and, and, and as much as like, I like the clever ads by the Lincoln Project, by removing themselves from the Republican Party, rather than staying for the fight after contributing to this, because this didn't start with Donald Trump, they've not played a particularly constructive role, right? By making it, by making it easier if you're a Republican, if you spend now, I, I, in fairness, I've never been a Republican. I've never voted for a Republican candidate. But if you spend your professional life running race baiting ads against Democrats, if you spend your professional life lying about Democrats' record, calling anybody who wants to give any money to help a poor person a communist, and then when Donald Trump comes along because he's too much of a vulgarian or something, you say, "Well, I'm out." You're not. You, you know, stay, stay and fight. Yeah, there's one Adam Kinzinger. Adam inside the party and fight, and no one did that. There's one. Adam Kinzinger is fighting. He's been on CNN a bunch of times, like, and he is saying... Yeah, but you know what? Adam Kinzinger didn't have to vote for Donald Trump in 2016. That's, listen, that's correct. And I have just as much... Adam Kinzinger didn't vote for impeachment. In the first time, I mean, the first time. Yeah, the you first know? time. I don't know. Like, like I have... It was clear he needed... And Adam Kinzinger, who, who presents himself as a hawk on Russia, who claims to be one of the guys in Congress that understands that part of the world, and frankly, he does better than almost anyone else on the Republican side in Congress, and he still didn't vote for impeachment because he was still afraid. Yeah. Or maybe he wasn't afraid. Now, I'm sure Adam Kinzinger would say, who are you to tell me I'm afraid? I served in the military for 20 years. I carry a gun with me. I'm not afraid of anybody. Fair enough. I take that back. He then didn't do it because he believes in Trump, or at least he did at the time. And if he woke up on January 6th and thought there was a problem, anyone who took that long, I don't want to hear from him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess and that's I fair. I, I do appreciate that a guy like Kinzinger is staying and is trying to fight for the party, but there needs to be more people like them. The fight needs Listen, to be started earlier. I, agree. I appreciate what Liz Cheney is doing. I agree with you 100%. I am in the camp of, like, you're way too fucking late. Like, uh, sorry, right. I don't want to hear from, Like, But I think at this point, if you're going to give anybody oxygen on television where anybody might see anything to, to to take away, it might as well be someone like him. I mean, everybody in that party, every single person has royally dropped the fucking ball. And and, and now they want to like, now some of them are willing to like bend over and like pick it up somehow, like maybe a little right. bit, like maybe, or kick it down the road to give themselves a little more time to like think some things through. But I mean, it's crazy to think if there's no one. Like, this guy, like, at least Kinziger is now saying, look, this party is a shit show, is basically what he said on CNN. He's like, we're a mess, and this is, there's nowhere to go. Well, good for him then. I mean, I check that. You know, good for him for, for staying in and trying to fight because everyone else who's, if you, you know, and it's. But I agree with you that it's way too late. If you part of your life in that party, like a Kinziger, like a Steve Schmidt, like, all the, like a Mike Madrid at the Lincoln Project, 
now you you know you've got to stay in for the final fight because if, if you think the stakes are really that high I mean is you know, anything and, and, here's my question is any I mean with Kamala being the the, the, the tiebreaker essentially and I think Schumer may be like growing some balls I mean now for once the guy is going to be at home behind a podium where he belongs as the majority leader like for the first time and I think I think he can wield the you know he can wield the power that he needs to and he's always like I have something I can't tell you what it is right now stay tuned all this bullshit of like dragging things out I get it he can't say anything you don't want to like show your hand and like you know dump it on the table like all at the same time but you know they got to I just hope that they could, they could get shit done. Like, is any fucking thing going to get done? Or, or, or like, are we just going to coast through like whatever this, the remnants of like whatever the shit show is while now all of a sudden they've declared the proud boys to be a, a domestic terror group. And like, everybody's I mean, you know, a Biden, snitch. Biden and like is, is, is hitting very hard with these executive orders. Yeah. And that really cuts two ways because on the one hand, it may be all he can do. On the other hand, it can, continues to just weaken the House, the Congress. And secondly, you know, on some of these executive orders, he could probably get some of this stuff through as law. I mean, there, there is some... Why does know, it so weaken the Congress? Because they don't have to debate it and fight it out? Well, the House, the House is Democratic majority, so they'll have the discussion, but he'll, he'll win. But the Senate, I mean, you know, he's got... The major legislation he's got to do through the Senate, you know, through the House and the Senate. And, and we'll see. I mean, and, and, you know, a lot of this COVID stuff, you know... You, you know, more money if you get the vaccines out faster or, or, you know, he'll he'll have the votes for that. But on some of the economic relief stuff, you know, and, and I'm not against having a negotiation on that stuff. But there's really no politics, one. Right? But there's no one. To, it used to be. But now how do you negotiate with people who are absolutely 1000 percent batshit fucking crazy? Like there is. How do you even have a conversation with any of those people? Well, I mean, the question is this. You have 50 Democratic votes, you know. If 50 on some of this stuff, if you, if you get rid of the filibuster, that's enough to pass anything. Are right? they going to get rid of that, do you think? I think they will, they, will, they will change it in one way or another. But even so, like you can – I mean on some of these things, you can get a Susan Collins. You can get a Lisa Murkowski. You can get a Mitt Romney. You can get a Ben Sass, depending on the issue. You know, you, you, know, you, you go to someone like – and you say, okay, so what do we need to do? Like how much money do I need to throw at some project in Iowa to get your vote You know, to Chuck Grassley or someone? I don't know. I mean, I don't trust these people either, but the, they have, there's no, you're not going to get a 1.9 trillion bill through. I mean, I'm sure you're going to end up a lot less than that, but even you get 1.2 trillion, which is still something. You're not going to do that without going through the Congress. You just can't. And doing it through reconciliation, I don't really have much confidence in, you know. So they just want to, so I thought it was great. Somebody tweeted out about Benghazi and how Jim Jordan, like, you know, they made Hillary Clinton sit years later, like, for 11 hours of testimony. Right. And, like, they want to forget three weeks after the insurrection that it ever happened. Right, right, right. So I just. I mean, they do. They, and, and they, I mean, you saw that in the impeachment hearings. They really want to minimize, because you can't talk about the insurrection just a little bit. That's the problem that the, that the, that the Republicans have. If we begin talking about it, we really, if you talk about it, you talk about it. And that does not reflect well on them. You know, you have to really probe who was part of the disinformation campaign, for how long, how many people, you know, who knew that this was happening? Why wasn't this being reported out? Why wasn't this acted upon? Who in Congress was complicit in this? You know, who was giving these tours? Who, they, they don't want all that stuff investigated. But so how do you just... walk into Congress, not constantly, like, looking over your shoulder, like, wondering, like, were you on the phone with them, like, telling them where to go to, like, potentially kidnap and kill me? Like, who are you? Like, who are these people? 
How does how does someone like Tammy Duckworth sit across from someone like Jim Jordan or Ted Cruz without like wanting to a punch them dead in the face and b be like how do you even sit here, bro? Like you literally are on the side of people that came in with zip ties and would have literally put a bullet in my head. And the amazing thing is the Republican position now has been we can't do this because it would tear the country apart. The way to bring the country together right now is to do this. Is to put the people in the you know in these groups and the QAnons on the fringes, and the way you do that is you send a bipartisan message that what happened on January sixth wasn't okay, but the Republicans don't want to do that. I just found it fascinating that the proud the leader of the Proud Boys guy Enrique Tario is an Afro Cuban guy from Little Havana, Florida. Yeah, I don't understand. I, I I just found that fascinating. Like why why if you're a if you are truly a white supremacist and you literally hate everyone else that don't believe that they're they're supposed to walk on this planet why why do you follow this guy because i think that whiteness is is a very complicated i mean it's a deeper question but because whiteness is is a complicated idea right like i don't think it's that complicated if you're like a neo-nazi and you're like if your blood isn't pure we want to fucking kill you right but I don't think people have thought it out that much. Well, I don't think the Proud Boys are smart enough to think it out that much, is what I'm saying, I mean, which I, I find it ironic. take on what it means to be a white supremacist. For them, being a white supremacist is, is, is wrapped up in a whole bunch of kind of frustration that their life hasn't worked out, anger at what they see as a liberal white establishment that has power because it gives things to black people and Latinos. And, and so, so it becomes a philosophical position or an ideological position and for people who disagree with that, then they're welcome and treated as white because whiteness is complicated. I mean, to, you know, put another example, right? In, you know, as we know, 120 years ago, you know, Italians and Jews were not considered white in America. Now they are, right? These ideas change over time and, and, and in place. I found it also really fascinating that yesterday they were doing, um, there's a chat board apparently for, Q, for people who have lost family members to QAnon. And, like, a place right. for them to go and, like, to talk about, like, what they're going through and when you cut off family people or how you deal with that and stuff like that. And I, they didn't have, like, one person that was part of that story that specialized in cults and cult men, like, in the whole cult mentality. Right. And the there psych- were no cult people. There were no, there were no professional, like, professional right. educational right, people right, that right. who studied. And I thought about that, like, why isn't someone like Lincoln who, like, has known and studied cults and how they work... Why well, is the mod? No, but I'm saying you like. Why was there nobody? Why was the moderator of the chat room the person that they were talking to about how they support and help people? When I would think that you would really need some type of like knowledge about how cults work and manipulate and brainwash and remove and like twist and complicate people. Like yeah. I just found it really interesting. Like that that. Because QAnon is clearly, I mean, it, like, it is the most bizarro. Would, would you say, like, based on what you know, like, it is the most bizarro cult, like, cult ever? I mean, it's kind of without, it is kind of without precedent because there's no leader, right, in that sense. Yeah. There's, there's no, it's, it's, it's much more of like a, a network cult than a cult cult, you know? Like, the People's Temple, there's a physical space. There's a man who's, in, you know, who's supposed to be the god, the Trump cult. There's this deity of Trump. Now, there is this deity of Q, I guess, in QAnon, and no one knows who Q is, right? Yeah, that's crazy. That's a little, that's a little that's crazy. A little it's a lot. It's a lot crazy. Can you also yeah. can you explain to me 
also, because this is completely off the beaten path, why Navalny went back to Russia? Oh, wow. Do you have any like, idea, like, what, why would you go back? If you were somewhere, like, safe-ish? Because I think he feels like this is his mission. He has to go and, and you know, he wants to get rid of Putin. Like, this is his mission, democracy. I mean, people do it, right? You're, you're, you're sitting somewhere safe, but your, your struggle and your life project is somewhere else, and you got to go back. I just thought that was, I, I thought it was crazy. I mean, I literally watched 50 times that video of the woman playing the piano while the KGB was kicking down her door and, and like ransack and like about to like ransack her apartment, trying to get her to sign something. And she literally sat there while they were all coming into her house playing the piano. Like, no, I just, I, I can't, I can't wrap my head around that. I can't understand it. I don't. I guess they know what their fate is when they, or, or what potentially their fate is when they, you know, choose to resist like that. I mean, I couldn't honestly say that if this whole resistance situation here was potentially like that, if I, if, if I knew that somebody could come knock on my door and haul my ass away to never be found or heard from again or poisoned. Yeah, it's pretty rough. I mean, like, do you, do you do that still? I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And here we are. And that's what's going, I mean... At least people are getting confirmed. At least things are moving forward. At least there's press right, it conferences. Could be a lot worse. I mean, I, I'm I actually mean, surprised that people, as many people as are getting confirmed. Well, they're going to hold up the DHS guy. I mean, that's for sure. They're going to hold up that one guy because they just, Holly just doesn't like him right. and he wants to make a name for himself. Jew. Yeah, well, you know. Right. Where do we go from here? Well, we got, to, we got through the tunnel. Did we get through the tunnel? Maybe. Ish? I just think that, I mean, I think we have to recognize, I, I think what's becoming clear. Is that, is that the Trump era is the beginning of something, not the end of something. And we are, we are really now in the middle of something. I mean, you know, there was all these, I think it was Van Jones on the day of, he said, is this the beginning or the end? It was always the beginning. This Can is we not talk, the end. You want to push the Van Jones button? No. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I, I don't, you know. I can't, I wish Van Jones, I wish they would call Van Jones out on his bullshit. I mean, I think CNN generally has terrible on-air on pundits because they're just, they have to, they just, no one has an original, very rarely. What you hear is just repeating of conventional wisdom slightly left. That's fine, but don't be the one black guy on a network that rolled with the Trumps and wanted to be down with the Trumps and partied with the Trumps. I know, I know, no, I'm not. I then agree. come out and be like, all like, oh, this was so bad. Like Van Jones happens, if you open up Merriam-Webster to like fucking hypocrite, it's a picture of Van fucking Jones. Sorry, I just can't, I, that makes me nauseous. And I've already gotten into the fight with like, now, you know, Ivanka Trump, Jew or not a Jew, like even though she's gone, like this whole like kind of thing, because I'm like, it was convenient for her. Like, let's move on. Sarah Huckabee Sanders now running for the governor of Arkansas is convenient for her. Although like, very weird that we now have another president with Jewish grandkids. Do we? Yeah. Ella M. Well, who? Not halakhically speaking, but well, I think that Biden's, all of it, no, I think, I think, yeah, Biden's, Sons marry Jewish women. I think his, well, his that counts. Kids are doing. All right, go do what you have to do. I see you paused. Are you paused? No, I'm here. Okay. All right. Well, listen. Have a be careful. Have a safe drive. I miss you. I miss talk. I just miss talking like this. Oh no! Well, we'll with, you know, this with is, we'll, we'll get our vaccines and you can come to the Central Park again. Dude, if I could get a if I could get if I could get my jobs. Well, I mean, listen. I know, if there were jobs up there, let's uh, let's not talk about that. But anyway, I miss seeing you, and I miss the hill. Right, How's the you. hill? Everything's okay? Yeah, yeah. All right. Go have a safe trip. Thanks for chatting and keeping right. us informed. We'll be back. Talk to you later. All right. Bye, Linky. Bye. All right. So there you have it.
Man, I miss Lincoln. I was all over the place and Lincoln managed to pull it back. I just find so many things so curious right now. And I guess it's just hard. I mean, if my attention span is, of a, is that of a gnat, I am pretty confident that, you know, with so many things going on, it's, it's good to know that there are other people that can pay attention and focus on certain things and bring it back. And we kept it under a half an hour. And uh, we could talk about Sarah Huckabee Sanders another day. We could talk about uh, Ivanka Trump another day. I don't, I mean, there's so many other things to talk about, but I think it's important then to just, you know, keep it to the facts with Lincoln because that's what Lincoln is good at. And that's why we keep coming back to Lincoln. And um, what else do we keep coming back to? The Jam. Oh, wait, so forget about the Jam fan for right now. Go follow Lincoln uh, on the Instagram for his Mitchell Minute. Uh, at Lincoln A. Mitchell. He's in the Twitterverse, at Lincoln Mitchell. And you can go to his website, lincolnmitchell.com. And he's on another podcast, uh, Say It Isn't So or something about coronavirus, baseball and baseball and politics and politics and coronavirus. And it's a really good thing. And there's video that you can watch on YouTube. Go to his website, lincolnmitchell.com. Find all of that. Go like the podcast and go listen to it after you're done listening to this one. Because this one was short. You're lucky. And I'm going to stop rambling. Join the Jam Fam. We're still going every night at 8 p.m. on the Instagram at Doodleheads. I am back in the Twitterverse. Don't try and find me. I'm at Heads of Heads, H-E-D-Z of H-E-D-Z. Thanks to uh, Chef Wong. Um, I am I am trying to behave myself and not end up in Twitmo or Twitter jail because at that point I'm going to run out of people to sign me up for, for Twitter. Uh, if you're interested, uh, please stand by. Uh, but we're still jamming with the fam. We're coming up on like night 321 or 322. Uh, we bailed last night after a quick one because we went and watched Fauci and Dr. Walensky on the CNN coronavirus town hall. Listen, double mask it, wash your hands, check on your people, stay home, stay safe. Uh, seriously, the two masks, if you're going inside and you're going to be inside for a while... Uh, there's not enough K95s for uh, frontline workers, so and, and you can't get any online. They're still all sold out. So get yourself the cloth surgical mask. Get yourself the uh, cloth masks. Double up, buttercup. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. And until the next time, peace and hair grease. <laughs>